0: I'm Nathan, and welcome to Stories with a Twang. Today's episode is going to be a little short, so I hope you don't mind. Today I'll be reading The Red Lady of Huntington College from 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey by Catherine Tucker Wyndham. Huntington College in Montgomery has been haunted for years by a ghostly visitant known as the Red Lady. Actually, according to some accounts, there have been two apparitions who walked or walk the dormitory halls by night and who wore or wear red. The first lady dressed in red appeared at the college when it was still upstate in Tuskegee before moving to Montgomery in 1910. She was seen one night in Sky Alley, the top floor of the dormitory in the Tuskegee Institution. It was just after all lights were turned off at 10 o'clock in the evening when she came into view. Walking up and down the corridors in lonely vigil. Looking neither left nor right, and uttering no sound, the lady clad in a red evening dress and carrying a red parasol was visible through a crimson aura of light which surrounded her and cast a lurid glow over her unearthly figure. The frightened students who saw her hastily gathered in one room and moved a heavy washstand against the door, but they continued to hear footsteps. These weirdly rhythmic sounds alarmed them so greatly that they became panic-stricken. One of the girls fainted, and nobody dared speak above a whisper until at dawn the tap-tap noise of her clicking heels died away, and she was finally glimpsed disappearing in the gloom of an avenue of cedars leading to an entrance gate. The students at the old college never saw the Red Lady again, but for a long time their sleep was made restless by memories of the ghostly promenade. The mind of one of the girls became so unhinged that she would not retire at all without having a lighted taper burning at her bedside, and the nerves of the others neared the breaking point. Nobody at Tuskegee could explain the reason for the appearance of this luridly red ghost in the college dormitory, nor did anyone know who she was, but there was a good reason for the visits of another red lady to the college after it was moved to Montgomery. This ghost was a former student named Martha who had lived a sorrowful life which came to a tragic end in her room on the fourth floor of Pratt Hall. Martha was from New York and she came to Huntington because her father's will specified that her daughter must attend her grandmother's his mother's alma mater. This alma mater had been Huntington when it was in Tuskegee. Martha did not especially want to come to Alabama, but her father's fortune was large and she knew his deep love for his home state of Alabama. So, although knowing no one in this deep south area, Martha somewhat reluctantly came to Huntington, she was dressed in red when she arrived and she brought with her red draperies for her windows and a red spread for her bed as well as other accessories of the same color. From the beginning, she refused to explain her apparent obsession with the color red. Being a stranger and shy as well as unhappy in her unfamiliar surroundings, she could not make friends among the students. They sensed that she was different from themselves, and having heard she was wealthy, they mistook her shyness for disdain. Martha sat alone and apart from them in the dining hall. She seldom spoke to her roommate, and when girls dropped in to visit, she seemed so cold and unfriendly that they stopped coming. To tell the truth many of them had come out of curiosity to see the red prayer rug Martha had brought in from Turkey or the odd little red figurines on her bookshelves. Her roommate found the situation unbearable and asked the house mother if she could move out. The house mother granted this request and put someone else in the room with Martha who became increasingly aloof and irritable. This second girl also left her after only a week. This procedure happened again and again as one roommate after another found it impossible to live with the surly girl. At last, the president of the dormitory, who was known for her ability to get along with everybody, moved in with Martha and did all she could to make friends with her, but all efforts were futile. Martha had become embittered as well as withdrawn, and she seemed to resent the presence of this kind-hearted girl. After all her efforts at friendship had failed, and after she found herself growing depressed and despondent, the dormitory president packed her belongings and prepared to leave. Just as she was about to go, Martha, who had not known of her imminent departure, returned to the room. With a look of defiance, she said, "'So, you couldn't stand me either, like all the rest of your stuck-up friends?' I was beginning to think you really wanted to be my friend, but you hate me just like the rest. Well, I'm glad to be rid of you. Take your things and go, but I'll tell you one thing, my dear, for the rest of your life you'll regret leaving this room. The House President was disturbed by this bitter outburst, but in the midst of her many activities, she soon forgot about Martha's prophetic words. The sad girl abandoned by the person she had believed to be her only friend formed the habit of wandering into rooms where other girls were congregating, but her presence cast a chill upon the groups, and they would soon find flimsy excuses for leaving her alone. Then, with a feeling of alienation from all humankind, she would return to her solitary sleeping quarters, where she would wrap herself in her red bedspread as though she were retreating from the whole world. Later, her behavior became even more strange. She would wait until lights were out, and then she would visit one dormitory room after another, never saying a word but staring into space as if she were in a trance. As time passed, she took to walking up and down the halls during the darkest hours of the night. Often, she would alarm girls by opening and closing their doors, then hurrying away to resume her pitiful promenade. One evening after Martha had not appeared for classes or meals all day, her former roommate, the dormitory president, had a guilty feeling and decided to go see her, thinking that this time she might be able to help Martha in some way. As she neared Martha's room at an isolated end of the corridor on the top floor of the building, she noticed the first of the now-famous flashes of red shooting into the corridor, down from the room's transom as so many had since seen. She opened the door and screamed. Girls from all over fourth floor Pratt rushed from their rooms to see what was wrong. They found the dormitory president lying in a faint within the doorway of Martha's room. Not more than three feet beyond her lay Martha, dressed in her red robe and draped in her red bedspread with blood around her on the floor. Martha had carried out her threat by slashing her wrists and bleeding to death. This happened a long time ago, but students at Huntington say that on the date of Martha's suicide each year, rays of crimson light flashed down from over her transom, and the red lady in her bizarre clothing returned to haunt the halls of Pratt Hall at Huntington College. Alright everyone, so that's it for this week's story. I would like to give you a little update on the ghost though. So today, Pratt Hall has been transformed from the dormitory to the college's Department of Education and Psychology. And of course, in October, every year, several different sororities take part in the Red Lady Run, where they paint their faces red, wear black, and have a run around campus. I grew up hearing this story, and I know that it's very popular on Huntington's campus. Katherine Tucker Wyndham also graduated from Huntington, so I feel like this one was very close to her heart. All right, everyone, so I hope you enjoyed this story. If you have any stories you would like me to read on the show, please send them to stories twang at gmail.com. You can find the show on Facebook and Instagram at Stories with a Twang Podcast. Please rate and review the show wherever you listen, and please share with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, a little twang goes a long way.